Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded, from Disaster Recovery Journal and its flawless business resilience. Now, here's your host, Vanessa Vaughn. We have a great guest lined up for you today, speaking on the topic, America's Talent Pipeline, People, Continuity. So let's jump right in and meet our first guest, Cheyenne Marling, the Executive Vice President of People Solutions and Program Analytics with Firestorm. Cheyenne, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your background? Sure, of course. I entered the profession back in 1998 um, during Y2K planning, and Comdisco was my big client at the time. Of course, I was doing recruiting for them. Shortly thereafter, I wanted to. I started a company that was specifically focused exclusively within the business continuity profession. I um, started BC Management back in March of 2000 um, to be dedicated to this industry on a recruiting side, as well as the program analytics, looking at compensations, looking at um, budgeting for the program, dedicated headcount, reporting structures, and then, interestingly enough, we were uh, BC Management was acquired by Firestorm. The acquisition was completed in um, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. So now we're part of the Firestorm family. Well, congratulations. And it sounds like you definitely have a lot of exposure and a lot of knowledge in this space. And as well as being your own business owner, you see the value and, and the importance of people and continuity. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, so what, what types of data do you see across the industry with the information that you and your team are gathering? Well, we've been gathering data now for 16 years, started with the compensation piece. But what I found is most companies are more intrigued and interested in our um, business continuity peer report. So looking at by industry, how other companies are approaching their business continuity planning with budgeting, with dedicated headcount, with reporting structures. But we also gather data on how events impact organizations. We look at data from just within IT resiliency, program maturity, what are the most mature programs doing, as well as looking at the service providers and critical providers, how those uh, individuals tie into your program planning efforts as well. The compensation study for 16 years, that is definitely our most popular study with our candidates because they always want to know, looking at compensations, the factors that impact their compensations, what they should be earning. But it's also a valuable tool to look at the pool of candidates and kind of your competition and how you might stack up against your competition with all the different skill sets, certification, degree, years of experience. A lot of people have really gravitated to the data research that we've been gathering over the years. So it sounds like you you really help your customers make more enhanced decisions by providing the data to them from a proactive standpoint. Yeah, it's really a, a tool that allows them to see what their competitors or peers, how they're approaching business continuity planning. It's it's incredible data to, to provide the executives um, so they have a good understanding of what other similar companies are doing with their program and, and making sure that they're I'm doing everything they can to elevate the maturity of their programs. Well, I was doing a little bit of research and preparation, and I saw that PricewaterhouseCoopers has a report that highlighted that 63% of CEOs are increasingly worried about finding talent with the right skills, yet 61% haven't taken the first step. Just from your perspective, what is the first step in tackling the talent and skills gap for an organization? You know, it really comes down to being aware of what the candidate pool is. Um, I think these days there's certainly a disconnect 
and looking at um, the pool of candidates, the awareness, um, looking at the leadership skills, the soft skills. Um, there's also the issue of a lot of companies, they can't hire or get approval to hire three people. They will combine those three positions into one. So I know specifically within the business continuity industry, I hear it all the time. If they can't get their three hires, but they get one, they'll make the most they can of that one hire. So they inevitably will merge together business continuity cyber resiliency or business continuity risk management. Um, and getting that skill set specifically within multiple disciplines can be a challenge because many people within the industry will specialize in perhaps one particular industry. They're not doing business continuity and cyber resiliency, for example. So just knowing what the skill set, what the pool of candidates is, I think is first and foremost. And, and then, you know, once you put out the job description, if, if you're not aware what the pool of candidates really is out there, you could have a position go, you know, unfilled for four months. Um, also understanding the compensations that are out there, because a lot of companies will try to target a particular compensation. They find four months later that they're $20,000 off target and, and they, they struggle in filling the position. It definitely sounds like if I'm trying to put three roles into one, that that could be a challenge. So I could see how that could really create an impact to, to the organization, but also to the person that's getting hired too. Definitely. Yeah. So what are some of the gender changes that you're seeing in the industry? You know, when I first got in the industry back in 1998, I remember going to my first conference, um, the DRJ conference, the Hurricane Floyd, and I was surprised at how it was a very male-dominated industry. I, I remember not seeing a lot of females there. It, it makes sense looking back at it because back then it was very IT-centric, very DR-focused. So inevitably, you know, that's a very male-dominated industry. Of course, the industry has evolved and changed so much over time that now you're seeing people enter the business continuity profession through various um, career channels. You see people coming in through risk management, through um, operations, through consulting. Um, you can see firefighters, people just right out of school as well. So with all those different career paths leading into the industry, um, we're definitely seeing more and more females. For the first time ever, in our 16 years of, of collecting data, we actually put together um, our study and looking at a gender analysis. And it's something we've never done before. And it's interesting because now I can we can see that in the industry, there's 57% male and 42% female. I wish, wish, wish I had the data back in 1998 because I can say that certainly was not the case. But what's also compelling from a gender standpoint, there are more um younger females in the industry than men, slightly. Um, women with less than 15 years total work experience um, is about 73%, where compared to their male counterparts, it's 65%. So that's 15 years total work experience. So that has, that. it'll be interesting to see how the, you know, how that changes with the industry going forward. And it's certainly a trend that we're going to continue to gather data on. And I, like I said, I wish, wish, wish I had the data back in 1998 because that, that was not the case then. <laughs> wow. Yes. That is major change. So I know that you work across the world and you have a lot of different customers. What are some of the challenges in other countries that you see from a recruiting perspective specific to business continuity management? Well, I can tell you that as an industry, we really struggle with the terminology business continuity, emergency management, crisis management, resiliency, and in many cases, the executives or human resources, the terminology is misunderstood. Um, when you look at the global landscape, oh my gosh, it's it's the terminology even varies more. In, in Japan, it's corporate social responsibility. 
Um, in Latin America, they're more concerned about executive protection as a part of the program. That's very elevated. Um, and then in Asia, they're very concerned about audit compliance, you know, making sure that everything's checkboxed off. Um, specifically in Asia, the pool of candidates is much, much smaller. And so I see in, in that particular country, they will, in many cases, hire someone who's helping with the program planning needs, but they're not dedicated to it. So it will inevitably fall on someone's lap, but they're doing it on a very, very part-time basis. So that's that's definitely a struggle. Like we, The industry's improved um, in the last 10 years, but it's still a struggle in, in Asia and also Latin America. Latin America, the, the industry is still very immature and, and growing. So I know you mentioned that in America, we struggle just with the terminology of the industry and people just being clear on, well, what do you guys do? One of the questions that I have is, are companies solving for the problem specifically within the U.S.? Do you think that we're actually solving for it? No, I don't. I don't think we are, unfortunately. And I think it comes down to the terminology that is being used and the executives not understand the terminology. But also, if you think of human resources, they usually don't even know what, what we do as an industry. So when they get a job description to fill, you know, understanding the skills that are required and understanding the pool of candidates and and. I mean, they, they're at a complete loss in many cases, and they try to search online to try to you know, learn about business continuity. Well, Cheyenne, you have been an amazing breath of fresh air um, and just provided so much insight for today's conversation. How can our listeners find you to learn more? Well, I am certainly on uh, LinkedIn under Shia Marling. You can also find information and, and contact me through uh, the website at firestorm.com. So any information, I know I'm listed on the leadership page under firestorm.com, and you can also find the data research that's there as well as potential job opportunities. Well, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Resilience Decoded with the Disaster Recovery Journal. And as follows, look out for future episodes. Business Resilience Decoded is produced and edited by John Seals. For more information, visit drj.com slash decoded and asfalasadvisors.com slash decoded. Write to us on Twitter at drdecoded.